Hey there. Uh, today we are going to talk about a refactor that I'm in the middle of. It's not a huge deal, but it's one of those, I don't know, programming things that I'm doing. It's it, Here's what it is. It's a programming problem, you know, like we have things that, that we avoid doing, things that stress us out, that become messy and dirty and hard and annoying. And you know you have to bring clarity to it, whether that means fixing a bug or refactoring it so it's easier to maintain in the future or whatever. You know that that has to happen. And the road from one to the other is long and, uh, and you don't, uh, you know, it seems like this mountain to climb or you just kind of put it off. You know what I'm saying? So I want to talk about the little one that I'm dealing with in Livewire, something I've been putting off for a long time. And it's, it's finally time for me to sit down and solve the damn problem. So I'll explain to you the problem. It's very simple. And the whole thing is pretty simple, but I think the, the teaching point is, is really valid. Um, it's probably even better because it's such a simple use case. So when you're inside a live wire component, you have methods. You have your your mount method, you have your render method, you have your action methods, like if you have a button that adds post or sends post, and you have a method called send post. All of those methods, most of them support dependency injection. What I mean by that is like if you're in a Laravel controller and you you can dependency inject anything you want in those methods, meaning you could as a parameter, you could type in a parameter request and it'll get injected into that into that uh, method. You can type in anything that's from the container. You could even type in something that isn't from the container. You could, if you had a class in your app called foo and you as a parameter declared foo and then money sign foo, like the class foo and then money sign foo as a parameter, Laravel is smart enough to know, hey, there's no parameter being passed into this method but they're expecting a parameter and it's type hinted, they must want us to automatically dependency inject that parameter for them. So that's how dependency injection works and that's what you're used to in Laravel and you can do it in most places, in a lot of places. So with Livewire, when I first wrote Livewire, I didn't do any dependency injection. First, I don't actually use dependency injection all that much, so this is why uh, I'm more of a helper method guy. Like if I want something resolved out of the container, I'll sooner you know, get it out of the app helper method or its own, you know, it likely has, like if it's the... Um, if it's the request, there's the request helper. If it's a config, there's a config helper. I don't need to dependency inject those things. To me, it's easier to use those helpers because I don't have to remember what the actual class I'm dependency injecting is. So I'd rather use the I'd rather use use a facade or use a helper method than actually dependency inject the raw dependency. But to each his own. I understand that not everybody is like that. So that being said, of course, one of the first features that people requested in Livewire is that you could dependency inject into Livewire methods. So starting with the mount method, um, I introduced the ability to do that. You can, uh, um, yeah, well, when, when you're passing, <laughs> when, you're, when you're doing the route, it used to be called spa mode in Livewire. When you're doing route colon colon Livewire and you have um, some like URL param, you know, like slash curly brace post ID or something like post slash curly brace post ID and curly brace, something like that. And in a Laravel controller, you'd be able to get that out of the parameter by dependency injecting. You could do model binding by dependency injecting a model. Are you even following what I'm saying? I'm not even following what I'm saying. I'm rushing through to basically demonstrate to you that there's a bunch of different ways that you can dependency inject in Livewire. There's a bunch of different ways. There's the normal dependency injection. There's route model binding. There's route param injection. There's all these types of dependency injection. And I have added them piece by piece as we've gone. And it pretty much suits the use cases. Like it you know, there, I don't get too many complaints about it, but there is one known bug. There's actually a couple known bugs. There's one known bug and there's a couple gaps in the dependency injection. For example, you can't dependency inject in the render method at all. 
Um, and that's something that people want. Again, I don't need it. So, so it's not something it's always on my radar, but I know it is something that people want to use. So uh, there's also a bug. The whole reason that I that I sort of need to crack open this box is that there's a bug related to dependency injection, where if you dependency inject a parameter that has the same name as something bound in the container, it's going to get injected instead of passing your parameter, which is dark and horrible and very weird. And I don't even know why I wrote it that way. It's very dumb. But I've been scared to fix it because it's one of those systems that's so complex. This dependency injection logic is scattered throughout Livewire. It's not like there's some easy little helper in Laravel that you can just automatically have dependency injection. Well, there actually is. You can use the container to do app arrow call, then specify the object and method, and it will do the dependency injection. But Livewire has different use cases. And like in the mount method, when you're passing in a parameter, it's a key value pair. It's not just parameters. There's lots of reasons that this isn't that easy. And the logic for it is scattered across the Livewire code base. And it's to the point where I'm scared of it. You know what I'm saying? So to fix this, basically what I've been putting this off, but what I want is like first, so here it is. Here's the part where I where I preach about refactoring and how to do it well, because I have to tell myself this. First, you need a good, you need the tests. You need the tests for the thing. You need the tests, the wall at your back. Um, that's what Sandy Metz said. She says, your tests are the wall at your back when you're refactoring. And I totally feel that way. So I need those tests. So the first step is write a bunch of tests. So that's what I did. I thought, you know what? And these I have tests for this stuff, but again, they're scattered across different features. So they're kind of contained in different tests. You know, it might be like the mount method test and it has a dependency injection test within it. I want one test now for this, for this dependency injection concern. I want a test called dependency injection test or something like that, that has every single use case listed out as explicitly as I possibly can, as thorough as possible so that any refactor I make, I am confident that I didn't break anything because my test is green. So that's step one. So I went ahead and did that. I finally did that. I sat down and I wrote all the tests, very thorough tests. And some of the tests fail. And it's not the test fault, it's the code fault. I, the code's fault. I wrote the test and it actually, I wrote the test properly and you know wrote it as if that bug didn't exist. So anyway, now I'm going to refactor and I'm like, okay, well, I guess this is stepping back. I could just fix the bug, but that's not what I'm looking to do. I'm going to refactor first. I'm going to make the change easy. Then I'm going to make the easy change. So I'm going to refactor then to till the change is easy till I know exactly where the change is going to take place and it's all centralized. Then I'm going to make that change. And another one of the words that just like dings around in my head over and over when I'm doing this kind of thing is co-locate. There is maybe no more important word in programming than co-locate. I don't know. I wish I had some fancy quote to put it in so that it could like be, you know, on my tombstone or something. But, uh, but yeah, co-locate. That is like the best advice I can give anybody when it comes to programming. So this, this dependency injection logic is scattered throughout the Livewire code base. So first step is I need to co-locate this code. And how do I do that? Well, I could create some God dependency injection class and where would I call that? Whatever. But, and that's basically what I'm going to do. Um, but I realized this is a perfect example, or this is a perfect opportunity for a decorator. Basically any place in the code base that calls a method on Livewire. So whether it's calling an action method or calling the mount method or calling the render method, I want it to first go through a decorator and a decorator is just a layer. Like if like uh, your code is like an onion, um, that's not a good example. I don't know. It's a layer. It's a wrapper around. It's like if the earth is your, is a component object in Livewire, then the hemisphere is a decorator, you know, eh, 
yeah, there's something better than this. I don't know. Your code's the foot, the decorator's the sock. You put it around the component and now you make calls to the decorator instead of making calls directly to the component. So I can make a call to a decorator. I could make the mount call to the decorator and the decorator could intuit all the, the, the parameters that need to be injected and then it could do the injection. So that's what that's where I'm sort of headed. I'm headed towards um, a, de- a decorator, but you know, a decorator is just kind of the pattern word. This is something that you know I'm not like a letter of the law pat- patterns guy. I just love you know the the spirit of the pattern. So this is the spirit of the decorator pattern. The actual class that I created is called like dependency injector, component dependency injector is what it's called, and then you pass it an instance, a component instance, a liveware component instance, and then I can do arrow mount passing the parameters and now its mount method will say hey what does my underlying component want for their mount method well clearly they're accepting three parameters and two are type in and we're going to use reflection for that well clearly those need to be dependency injection dependency injected so i'll resolve those out of the container i'll pass those in and then i'll pass the proper parameters in the whole point of this is now I, I won't feel confident changing this code until A, it's totally tested super well, and B, all of the logic lives in one place, like one file. I've talked about this before on this podcast, this single file principle, and I'd like live by it. Like when things get out of hand like this, co-locate this feature into a single file and you will feel so much better about maintaining it because you can see everything that's concerned with this behavior in one file. So you're not is afraid to change things because the wires aren't crossed everywhere. There are no wires. It's just one layer. Okay. Hopefully that, that was a little bit of a refactoring pep talk for you. Um, I just get so jazzed about stuff like that. And, and those are really the things I repeat over and over and over the tests are the wallet, your back, make the change easy and then make the easy change. The single file principle, co-locate, just repeat those things over and over in your head. Next time you go to refactor, um, and that's it. That's all I have for you. Thanks for listening. Here's been another episode. Here's been, here's been another episode of building live wire podcast. Thank you.